Hello, and welcome to Successful, Single, and Not Willing to Settle, the podcast, where we show amazing women how to attract the perfect partner for them by embracing and showcasing their authenticity. Hey guys, so usually I start off with hey Jen, but guess what? Tonight I'm saying hey Purnima. Hey Amy. Because guess what guys? Jen had a baby. Jen Jr. has arrived. Jen Jr. really a month early. And let me just tell you how perfect that is because Jen is so A-type. She is early for freaking everything. She like plans like way in advance. She's like the list maker, the early planner for everything. So wouldn't it be perfect that her daughter would come super duper early? So I don't plan early for anything. So like now I'm like scrambling. I'm like, oh crap, what do we do? But because of that, we're going to have all these guests on the podcast. I'm like now like, ooh, what are we going to do? So tonight we have a very, very, very special guest. We have Pernima, who is actually a super awesome friend and client. And um, we posted all over the place. She actually is... Um, <laughs> a bit what we consider famous, a famous client. She was- Internet famous, Amy, let's not. She's, she's, what do we call that? Finternet or interfamous, I don't know. She was, she's in, um, she was featured in a CNN article that was called, is social distancing good for your dating life? And we're gonna actually, we'll put a link to that article um, in the podcast. So Pranima is here with me today because we're gonna talk about episodes three and four of Indian matchmaking. And we were just chatting a little bit before we hopped on here. And I was like, we need to stop talking and hit record because it was so juicy and good. I was like, we can't be talking about this on the sidelines. So let's just hop in. Hi, Pranima. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. It's good to be here. So what were we talking about? We were... So I think we were talking about, like, so for your for your listeners who don't know and can't figure it out for my name i'm i'm of indian descent right so my i was born here but my parents are are immigrants from india and they had an arranged marriage actually um and so i was talking about how like this show which i was totally obsessed with like by the way like, I, was the myself, one. Like, I had to make myself stop watching it so they didn't watch it all like at once um i did finish it but i didn't finish it all in one day which I quite possibly could have if I had allowed myself to, but. And us reviewing the show was Pranima's brainchild. She was the one who texted Jen and I and was like, you need to be watching the show. And, and then we watched it and I was like, we need to be reviewing the show. <laughs> yeah, no. um, so what I thought was very interesting, that's what we, we started talking about, was one of the things I found, I found a lot of their, their stories somewhat relatable, but also like, especially for the ones who are here in the United States, they, you know, we're focusing on finding a partner who's Indian, which has never been a priority for me. So I've dated very, I have only ever dated one Indian guy. And quite frankly, I went out on one date with that one Indian guy. Um, I've, you know, I've dated people of all different types of ethnicities, but I haven't really ever been like interested or placed a priority on dating someone of my own cultural and ethnic background. So I was curious about that, like what made it so important for them to date other Indians? 
I mean, other than family pressure, which is like, uh, you know, obviously a big one, right? Um, for a lot of them, but, but the ones in the United States, I, you know, it seemed like it was a lot of it was coming from them as well. The, the Aparnas and the, and the Nadias and, and, and we're, I, I listened to your podcast on episodes one and two, and, and we're going to be introduced in three and four to, uh, to everyone's favorite Vyasar. I think he, I think he's, with him. I think he's the internet's favorite for sure. Well, he's my husband, by the way, <laughs> like he's my Michael. So just so you guys I know, like calling him Indian Seth Rogen, cause he sounds exactly like Seth he Rogen. He does. Oh my like, God, he does. And he's like a big teddy bear kind of a guy. So I'm Okay. Like, but he, his, his personality is my husband like if you guys oh. ever met him like he really is like i can tell you stories anyway i'll bring up like different things about <laughs> meeting my husband early eating early meetings of my husband i like have notes here when when we first get introduced oh, you to did him. tell like, us about the whole comic book thing too uh-huh uh-huh yeah. i have it in here yep. yeah so um yeah so we meet him you were you were mid-thought about him i don't know oh no no i yeah. think he's great but like so and so even so biaser says he's like he's like this cool, like, you know, college counselor in Austin, Texas. And he's like, yeah, like, you know, I've never, he's like, I've, he's like, I've never dated anyone Indian, but he's like, as I'm like getting older and thinking about settle down, settling down, I think it would be good to, to maybe like settle down with someone with my same cultural background. And I was like, huh, interesting. Like what would make you come to that in your like early thirties, you know? But then my like, comment was, but he doesn't even seem to know what that means. Like he's like, he, he even said like his cultural background seems to be comic books and Dungeons and Dragons and like painting figurines, you know? So, and, and it's interesting because then, then Prima was asking me because I, I am Jewish and, and the conversation went to, well, I know that there's J-Date and that's actually where I met my Michael was on J-Date and I was on J-Date when J-Date was, when internet dating was creepy and weird. Like people are like, oh, you're internet dating. And my mother was like, Amy, guess who else met each other on J-Date? There's this, there's this site called J-Date and my friends and her daughter met some, like I was getting pulled aside all the time about J-Date. And that is what my mother sounds like. I love how you're doing your mom's like, I don't know. I've never met your mom. Oh, she sounds like that. Amy's version of her mom is like super Long Island. like. That's where I'm from. And that's what she sounds like. She's like, oh, my, my, my friend's daughter, she met somebody else on J-Date. So anyway, um, so, and, and I am not super Jewish, like, I'm not super Jewish. Like, I, I, I am just, I was born Jewish, so I'm Jewish, right? Do you eat bacon? Uh, yes, absolutely. So not super Jewish? I'm not Jewish. I'm actually, I'm not even... I mean, I'm Jewish because I was born Jewish, but not even by the belief system am I, am I, would I be considered Jewish? I'm, I'm Hindu because I was born Hindu, not because I'm like... Right, I, I'm actually more, I mean, I was just having a conversation with my son the other day about how I'm agnostic. So we, like, but, um, but it was, a, it was, so, and, and traditionally, every guy that I dated, except for one, up until my Michael, um, and then when I was in my last stint of dating, there were some guys that I met on J-Date. So I dated them very shortly. They were Jewish. But every like long dating experience I had, none of them were Jewish except for one. Um, but I just, when I got to that last stint, I just decided it would be easier. I, I just felt like it would be, not for me, for my family. I just didn't have to like deal with like 
it just felt like it, I would have to deal with like explaining why I was with somebody who wasn't Jewish, which is- Do you also think about it in terms of like your kids and raising your kids in a certain religion or like your future kids, obviously at that point you didn't have kids, but- I, I <clears throat> so this is a little bit of perhaps an overshare and like has a little bit more to do with like familial stuff than having to do with me. So there are traditions and like belief systems, like religious stuff. Um, and it's more traditional, it's more traditions than like belief systems, I think. But um, I, I did have family members who, who mixed religions and I watched, um, it wasn't the, the people who got married who, who didn't love each other. It was like the, the families who just couldn't, who caused such like issues that I was like, oh, I just don't wanna, I'm no, like, if it doesn't have to be that way, if we don't have to start off with those things against us, then like, I just don't know if I want to even, if I wanna, if it has to start, if it doesn't have to start that way, let's not start it there. I mean, the truth is again, I'm, I'm agnostic. So like, I kind of cause shit anyway, like, but I like, well, you know, I'm not gonna be like, you, you know, like I tell my kids, like my son doesn't want to go to Hebrew school. So I'm like, cool, don't go to Hebrew school. So like, that's enough to be annoying, but I'm yeah, not like, I mean, you need to get me, baptized, my, you know? Me, my parents aren't super religious. Like we're Hindu and my mom is like slightly more observant than my dad, but like, we're also a family where like, when I was growing up, if the Giants had the early start on Sunday, my mom's like, <laughs> well, guess we're not going to temple because the Giants right. have the early start, right? Like, so obviously like, you know, and like we ate meat and like all kinds of stuff that you're like not supposed to do when you're a Hindu. So I think one, they're not super religious. Two, obviously my extended family, well, not obviously to your listeners, but my extended family lives far away in India. So you sort of like escape that like extended family judgment, right? Cause you're like, well, you don't know what I'm doing. Right. On Sunday. Who cares? And then, you know, I think the other thing I always thought that was kind of convenient when I was dating someone was that like, you never had a fight over like holidays. You know, like my parents aren't big Thanksgiving people and like, or Christmas, right? So like, if I was like, oh, I'm spending, you know, like Christmas with my boyfriend, they're like, okay, whatever. Right. That's not our holiday. Yes, those are things that do. I'll tell you though. <laughs> um, yeah. And at, holidays are huge here. Like it's, it's a, it's, it, it would be very convenient if I was like, okay, well, we'll go to my parents for Hanukkah and yours for Christmas, and we're never going to have to, like, discuss that. Um, I have a friend who, I mean, and this is Thanksgiving, so obviously has nothing to do with religion, but, like, every year, they they switch, they alternate years for Thanksgiving. She's been married for, like, 11 or 12 years. They alternate Thanksgiving every year, and every year she, like, every year that she's supposed to go to her, so every other year when she goes to her in-law's house, she, like, doesn't tell her mom until the very last minute because her mom gets so upset. And I'm like, Amy, my friend's name is also Amy. I'm like, Amy, you've been married for, like, 11 years. <laughs> <laughs> this is still happening to you. Oh, no, I think it's, like, 15. I mean, it's a long time. And, like, yeah, like. It's really an issue. Like, it, it's, it's just crazy. It doesn't make any sense. But, yes, there it's really interesting, yes. So that it seems like it doesn't seem like everybody in this show is like. I don't know. I, th I think it's also interesting that they're deciding to go to the matchmaker. So we're saying that well, the conversation was like the matchmaker is not the same thing as having, um, like um, a traditional arranged marriage. Right. It's not an arranged marriage. Obviously, we have people saying no to one hundred and 
50 suggestions. <laughs> like, this is not an arranged no, marriage no, by exactly. any suggestion. Like, 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 I, like, really, like, the guy who was like, oh, yeah, like, no, on 150 suggestions where he, like, wouldn't even meet, who, 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 like, was that produmen? The, yeah. The, like, the code lock <laughs> on his closet. Um, I mean, he basically, I mean, to, when I was watching that, I'm like, so you basically swiped left on 150 people, right? And, like, wouldn't even meet them at a bar. Like, that, I felt like yeah. that was the equivalent of, like, just, like, swiping left a lot. Right. Yes, exactly. It's the same thing. But, 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 um, unfortunately, there's this poor Sima on the other side who's actually working her ass off to find right, somebody of, for you. Instead of somebody who just wrote one algorithm, right, and, like, then doesn't have to deal with you. Like, she's, right. It's like, a really annoyed woman on the, and, and a mother who's like, Sima, please find somebody. Like, there are a lot of annoyed women on the other end of this. Yes. For sure. So, I, so let's dive in because, um, so there's a lot, there's a lot there's to so unpack much. here. Okay. I'm so excited to talk about Aparna because she's wow. my favorite. If you couldn't tell by listening to my first, the first two episodes. And I want to tell you, Pranima, that when I, okay, so in episodes three and four, when I was watching it, I had so many aha moments where I was like, I figured it out. I figured out. If I, I could coach her, I figured well, out what the issue is. Honestly, like, the number one thing that I, I wrote down for Aparna is that she needs therapizing. Like, <laughs> I wrote that down in my notebook. I was like, this girl needs therapizing. Not, like, there's nothing wrong with her. She just, like, really needs to, like, sit down and, like, come to some self-awareness, I think. Like, yeah. yeah, she does. Um, and I think she starts to get there. So I, I think you see it over because like the first two episodes you're like <laughs> holy crap right right like she just has the like definitely like she's just spewing lies to herself and her mom's just like yep that's true that's true she's just like saying stuff that's not true and her mom's just like that's a hundred percent true that's a hundred percent true I mean, and what she- i love is that i feel like okay so when we start this episode we she had just got, we, we kind of get her back from Srini's, um, she's back from Shri, the date with Srini, where- Srini the loser? As the her loser. Srini the loser as her mother. I want everyone to know that we put the loser in air quotes. Right. Oh, yes, we did. You can't see us. But Srini the loser as her mother has now dubbed her. And that's the interesting thing. Okay. So when, you, when you're dating, you, you, just like when you're like going, when you're, uh, when you are, you know, going into your first career or your first jobs, right? You need to go and like kind of figure out like what you liked and what things you didn't like. If you go and you just like either love everything or hate everything, you can't move forward at all. And this is what a partner is doing. She either, she walks out and she's either like hates everything about everything that happens on that date or she likes it. It's not... There's no half, there's nothing, she can't decipher. She can't like look at it. Like she said, she talks about the date. She said, I went on a date, I went on a date and it was miserable and I'm still mad about it. That's what she says about Srini's date. And we watched her on that date and guess what? She was not miserable the entire time. She got miserable when he said he just moved off his parents' couch a few years ago and he just was getting his life together and he wasn't making a million dollars yet. Right. Right. You could see it, like, turn. You could see the switch. Right. right? Where, when he like, said, like, when she said, when he said, I just kind of figured out my life, 
she was like, okay. And he was like, do you want to go eat something? And she was like, uh, I guess so. Like, <laughs> she's like, no, no, I'm sorry. You're, no, I'm done with you. That's when he became Trini, quote unquote, the loser. That's when she needed to have the 55 minutes kick in. You know what I mean? She should have just taken him to her wine bar and like been like, oops, so sorry. The 55 minutes has run out. That's when she was like, wait, give me back the axe. I need to, I need the axe because I need to throw it again at him. Get the hell out. I'm done with you. So, so she just, and she's pissed. She's pissed at Sima too. She's like, and you could see when her friends come in and they're like, oh, you're back with Sima now. Like when Sima's still picking out boys for you, like she's basically like, who the hell is this chick? Like God only knows what she's saying off camera, but she is not happy. Um, yeah, I guess she was like, ugh, like I signed up for the show, so now I have to continue dating right. these losers. Like, and when she gets back on, and Sima doesn't like her either, which I love it. I love how they like talk to each other on camera and and then how they really feel about each other. So that when they have to like FaceTime, Sima's like, hi, Aparna. So I got more, more people for you. Um, and And then... Aparna says, okay, how old are they? And she says a 36-year-old and a 38-year-old. And then Aparna says, hmm, okay, after last time, let's check with them that they really are ready to meet someone seriously and consider all the work that goes into that. She, like, schools Sima on, like, how to do her job. Poor Sima, Um, auntie. What did you say? I said poor Sima, auntie. feel bad for her sometimes seriously although i'm sure she's getting paid very handsomely for doing all of this nonsense but i just love like a part of like she's like you know it's really like you get you get your hopes up and you get all dolled up and it's like really disappointing when it doesn't work out and in my head i was like that's dating like yeah. you, like you just described dating. You go out and like you get dressed up and like sometimes you're like that was great and sometimes you're like man i wish i had that like two hours of my life back. But then we see her on two dates and there are clear reasons that it's not going well, okay? I'm, I'm gonna point them out. I, I, got, I, I have these bold reasons why they're not. But the best is that she tells Sima how to do her job and then it cuts to Sima chanting for her. I love it. Like, just like praying for her. Like, I, I pray that you just stop being just not nice. Stop being, just stop being like how you are, Aparna. Like, but I forgot what she, did she use some sort of like, like, and she didn't call, she didn't say like stop being an asshole, Aparna, but basically that's what she said. Like stop being an asshole, maybe you'll find somebody. So she goes on a date with Dilla, right? So she, she's now like hooking her, she's now connecting her with people who she call, um, Aparna says like are like unicorns on paper and now they just have to see if there's like chemistry. So we get in, on, on the show, what we see, how um, Aparna acts like on these dates. So Dilip says um, to her, did you do the islands? Like, do you go to islands? And she goes, no, I hate beaches. And he goes, what? And she goes, yeah, I hate beaches. So she says these like outrageous things. We were saying this last time, like these mic drappy things, just to like, kind of like shock you, right? So that's okay that she says these kind of like shocky things. And then he says, what would you, what would you, what would be like a relaxing 10 days for you? And she goes, why would you put the reward relaxing in there? And he says, and he says, well, I don't know, like, because like, can you relax? And he says, and she says, why would you need to relax for 10 days? That's weird. 
And that's the issue. She called him weird. She calls these guys names on the date. She calls them weird. She calls them strange. She says, what's wrong with you? She what, like, why, what, one of them, she was like, I guess people can be that uncomplicated, right? Like, like she right, was like, she does, like, that's like, a side interview, but yes, she was, but she actually she was says like, like it's really easy to talk to. Like, I guess people can be that uncomplicated. Yeah. I'm like, or he just has a good personality. Like, that was a side interview. So at least she held up for like the confessional side of it. But to this guy's face, she was like, why would you need 10 days of relaxation? That's weird. Like, that would be weird. And then she wonders why, like, they feel like, no, I don't want to go out with you again. Wait, and he goes, I don't know. And she goes, what's happening in your life that you can't relax in your real life? Meanwhile, we get a couple of dates later that she hates her life. She hates being an attorney. And she spends her entire life trying to get away from being an attorney. So like, you're the one who wants to relax. Like, she, the second date she goes on, he says he likes being an attorney. And she says that he's weird for liking being an attorney and liking his life. So like, I don't yeah, know. I like, I, I will say, I and mean, you know, you're married to a lawyer. I'm a lawyer. Like, we, a lot of lawyers like to joke about, like, oh, yeah, you should never be a lawyer. Like, why would anyone be a lawyer? But I, I do, it, she's very, she's very strange in that way, right? Where you're just sort of like, listen, if you actually really hate being a lawyer, then don't be one. I am okay. I'm absolutely okay with her hating being an, an attorney. Listen, right. I told... I once said something to my husband, like, I think I'm going to go to law school. And he's like, just for fun, are you out of your mind? Like, I totally get it. I 100% get it. However, if you're on a first date, you don't tell the other guy that he's weird for liking being an attorney. Do you like when, and that's where I, I thought the difference was when we were talking about Nadia last time, um, Nadia, when she was going out with Vinny, right? So Vinny, says that all the time he tell he says Vinay. So he says, people call me Vinny and um, people think, oh my God, they expect somebody completely different because I'm Vinny from Jersey. And she jumps in on his joke and says, yeah, and you work at a gym. Yeah. And that's totally acceptable because she's right. jumping in on his joke. Right. But she, but, but Aparna makes jokes at their expense. We got to talk about Vinny later, by the way, because... Who are you talking I said, we got to talk about Vinny later. Oh, yeah. Vinny's coming. Vinny, Vinny, Vinny's not getting off at all. Like, he's coming up. He's in the queue. But. Getting off scot-free. Definitely not getting off the hook. But Aparna, so she does this again. Okay, so I have, in, like, these giant letters, like, bolded all around. Like, I figured it out. Nadia jumps in on the joke that makes, that, like, that a guy makes and Aparna makes a joke at the guy. And it's like most, so she goes out with Shaker, right? And I'm looking at what she actually says. She says that he's strange. She says, what's wrong with you? Cause he says he likes being an attorney. She says, what's wrong with you? That you like being uh, an attorney. Like it's the way she says it, you know? She also says something about like, and so it's funny it was very funny when this happened because he said something about, she says how she like lived in Dubai when she was a little girl. And he's like, oh, I've always wanted to go there. And she's like, really? Why? Why? <laughs> and he's like, oh, no, seems kind of cool. You know, and it was funny because I 
also feel that way about Dubai. Like when, and when she says like, I guess if you like Disney World, I've always described Dubai as Disney World for adults. Like to me, it's not the most interesting place. It is like very manufactured and like fake kind of, right? So when you go to the Middle East, you're not like experiencing really like what, like the Middle East, you're experiencing like hotels and all of these other like glittering things in the middle of a desert. I've always felt that way about um, Dubai as well, but I was also like, well, I wouldn't put it that way to a dude I just met who was like, oh, I'd be psyched to go to Dubai. I'd be like, oh, okay, like I went there once and like maybe I would say like it wasn't for me or something, but I don't think I'd be like, ugh, why would you go there? Right, it's like if somebody was like, oh, I've always wanted to go to Times Square, I wouldn't shame them. I mean, I'd just be like, okay, cool. Like, I'd be like, okay, cool. I'd be like, that's not my favorite neighborhood in the city, but like, let me know how you like it if you ever make it there. Like, what? Right, and there are some other really cool places that yeah. you can go. But like, she always says, it's always, it's a, it's always a mic drop. It's always the like shocking thing, but like you can never like, and, and I happen to think that it's hilarious, but, but on a first date, it's a, it's, um, it's off-putting. And like Shaker's so sweet and like, and like, the, okay, okay, okay. And then he's like packing his bag. He's like, mm, yeah, I don't think there's going to be a second date. Thank you. He was like talking with her friends. It was like, I really liked him. And like her one friend was like, this is great. You're going to move to Chicago. And I was like, <laughs> okay, okay. I was like, your friends are not helping your whole weird delusional situation. Okay. They <laughs> at least they were like, oh, so you notice that on paper, like, you swore that you would never date an attorney and here you actually were open for a second and went out with an attorney and you yeah. actually liked it. Like, I thought that was helpful because it was like, you can't have an, an, exhausted list, an exhaustive list that doesn't make any sense and then expect to like find somebody. Like you have to have like a little bit of like openness here. Yeah. You know? Well, it's funny, I watched this show with my friend over FaceTime, much like my COVID dating. dating. Um, and the one thing, we were both horrified when she's talking to her friends and she's like, he did that thing that I don't like where he like talks, talks to, to other waiter. people. Oh and I was like, we were both like, okay, like, like I am very annoyed by people who aren't nice to wait staff yes. and, and like to me, that's a turnoff. Like if he were dismissive of the waiter or a bartender, I'd be like, what a jerk. I'm not going out with him again. You know? Yes. Her reaction was the opposite of what it's my like, reaction was. Hello. Uh, hello. Pay attention to me. Hello. I think she literally was like, focus. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, oh my goodness. Like, <laughs> it's so funny. But I like want to be friends with her because I think I would just, she would say ridiculous shit and I would just laugh. I think that I could never be friends with her because I'd just be like, no. Like, she would be my, like, I know she's an awful person, but she makes me laugh, friend. <laughs> I, I feel very, I don't have any of those, and I, I feel very grateful for that, I think. Uh, I do have some people where I'm, like, maybe not so many at this stage of my life, but I've definitely had, like, I know, but they make me giggle after a few drinks, friends. Yeah. Um... So, yes, so I, I have to say, and, and, and again, like she, even Seema keeps saying like, and even I say this now when I was like, oh, she's a horrible person or whatever. She's not a horrible person. She has 
this lack of self-reflection. And then she has these like moments where she says these like very like shocking things. And sometimes I think she's saying it for the shock. And I definitely think she's saying it for the self-preservation. And we do get that like, you know, she hasn't had it easy. Like her mother was in an arranged marriage that, that she was not happy with, that she didn't feel good about. And like, what a tough cookie, like took her two girls and was like, screw this shit. And like, quite frankly, like divorce in an arranged marriage at that time, Mm -hmm. right? Like I, let's like say early nineties, mid nineties was, you know, you know, for the Indian community, um, you know, it was not easy. It's like, you know, pretty scan. I mean, I think it's, it was still like pretty scandalous at the time, right? Like even now, I think people in India get divorced and it's not as big of a deal as it was 20, 30 years ago, right? So, I mean, my mom's um, two younger sisters were both, both got divorced and like one of them was like, you know, from like a, like an abuse situation, but the other one, you know, got a divorce because it didn't work out. And like, it was a big deal. And it was like, you know, my grandmother cried and cried and it was like a big, like kind of deal in, in our family, um, for a while. Um, so, you know, I'm sure it was not easy. I'm sure that explains a lot. Um, and like it, I think like in the, in the latter episode, in episode four, you get a little bit more of that story from her mom about how her mom, you know, didn't want to be in an arranged marriage, was sort of forced into it, and then had to go through a divorce and was sort of like, I don't want my daughter to go through that, right? And so that's like also part, like Aparna like doesn't want to make that, like she doesn't want to make a mistake, right? She doesn't want to get married and get divorced. Right, and we talk about this um, in our coaching and just in general, like when you, whether it's, it's what you're being brought up with or something that you've personally experienced when you're, when your brain experiences hurt or you indirectly like can see that through, um, through a parent or, or somebody who you're very close to that there's that hurt there and your brain's like, okay, how do I make sure this doesn't happen? It casts a very, especially when you're young, a very, very wide net, you know, and it's not, it's not like, it's not, um, it's not very accurate. It's just a very wide net. Here are all the things. And there, that's where we get that wide net of a parna of like, what are all the things that I can do to make sure that I don't ever end up with the wrong person? And she says that too. You get that a little bit in, in her philosophy of like, this is the only, she says it in the first episode, like this is the only family member that I can really choose. So I don't want to mess that up. You know, like it's, there's so much pressure on it. Well, she says a couple of things that I think are really interesting. And one of them, you know, so like, you know, Shaker's like, doesn't want to go out with her again. And she's like, okay, like, she's like, I don't mind being rejected because I like me. Right. And like, I think that that's like the right attitude to have. Right. Mm -hmm. But I kind of don't believe her when she says she doesn't mind being rejected. Hi guys, it's Amy. It's time for a sponsor break. We'll be back very, very shortly. See you then. So that's one thing. And then, so she goes to see an astrologer 
Um, and she tells her mom about it and she's like, oh, you know, he was very matter of factly was like, well, you know, you're very demanding. And like, then just like moved on. And her mother says to her like, oh, maybe you want to look at that. And she's, her reaction is like, nope. And then her mom's like, okay. Like, she's basically like, like, I'm that way and that's it, the end. And I was like, oh, okay. So like even her mother there was like, oh, maybe you want to look at that. I thought that was interesting because, you know, that's, that's the first time I didn't hear that. that uh, that's interesting that I missed that. What I heard when she went to the astrologer, and I did start like you do see in the in like you see like a montage of dates towards the end of the I guess the fourth episode after the astrologer, and that's where you start to see some more openness. At least they're trying to show it that she's like a little bit more. I do have a question about that. Yeah, she goes out this one guy who sends her flowers at the bar that they're sitting at, right? And I'm like, I'm watching this and I was like, is that normal? Like, do you? It's bizarre. Do you know, like, I mean, the timing on that delivery has to be off the charts. Like, what if they delivered like a couple of hours later? Like, what, how do you do that? Like, what, I don't even know how you make that happen. I don't know, I thought that was amazing. I was like- It was awkward. Was, it was, they were bigger than her. Like. I kind of feel like yeah. I, I, I kind of feel like if I were that on that date, I'd be like, "This is very strange, dude." It was weird. Like, <laughs> it was weird, and it was weird, and like, then they were too big for her to carry, but she carried. And it was weird. It was like a, a good gesture gone, awkward. Yeah. Um, like, why don't you just send those after, dude? Like to the. I don't know. Because he them on camera. Her, I don't but know. I think, I think one of the things when I when I started watching the show and I was texting you and and Jen, I was like. Some of these people could really use your coaching. I was like, I don't think Aparna would be open to it. Like, I think she could use it, but I don't think that she would like do the work. Do you know what I mean? If that makes any sense. Like, it, do it does, but I think that, so, so where I, I don't I know do what's going on. Off I did see a change in her and I don't know what, I mean, listen, the fact that she wore the sapphire as per the suggestion of the astrologer, I was like, that's a big, that was, that is so Indian. It is so Indian to be like, hey, mom, hey, mom, like, I gotta wear this gem. I gotta wear this, like, gem, this, like, precious gemstone. And your mom be like, oh, hang on a second. I think I got one in, like, the floor. <laughs> like, that would totally, like, if I went to my mom and was like, hey, mom, like, I got this job interview. I think I need to, like, wear, like, a giant ruby. She'd be like, hold on a second. I think I got one, like, in the store over here, like, you know. <laughs> And I had said that to my friend Carrie, like, before we were watching it, and then, like, it happened. She was like, oh, my God, you, like, just said that. <laughs> I, okay, so this is, well, first, let's go back to the astrologer. So the astrologer comes, and um, he says to her that she's stubborn, right? And she kind of goes, hmm. I think she makes, like, a hmm face, you know, if you can, if you guys listening can imagine what the hmm face looks like. And then he says, that if she's honest with herself, she'll, she'll admit that real happiness sometimes escapes her. And she kind of gives him a look like, like he knows what he's talking about when he says that. And that's, that's the real in, I think, is that when you really, when you have that, that large cast net of protection to make sure that you don't get hurt, that large cast net also protects you from ever actually really finding happiness. It's the same net, right? You're never actually really happy because if you're really protected, you're not taking any risks, you're not being vulnerable, you're not letting anybody in, 
you're not really truly being happy. So, so it's the same thing. Um, you know, I talk to a lot of people, a lot of my clients who have anxiety. I'm like, your anxiety wants you in a corner with the blanket over you and somebody feeding you three meals a day, every single day. And you'll be safe if you do that. But like, that's the life that you're going to live. And like, it's not a happy life, but you'll be safe. Right. So like we, are not, we are, we can live a safe life or we can live a happy life. They're not, they're not the same thing. So I think when she there, I saw something in like a micro expression, like she kind of heard that. Um, and I don't know what work or if anything, or what conversations or what kind of reflection she had or in between that, or even if these dates came before, I don't know what happens, but we see the separation. And what I saw different in these like dates that we saw, that appear to be after this, this is this meeting with this astrologer and these other three dates is that she's making more eye contact. She's smiling. She's not insulting them as much. Like even the date with the guy, um, who she actually ends up spoiler alert going out with that. We don't, we won't talk about until next time who she's online with him. Mm -hmm. uh, virtual dating. What, what turns into a real date. And he's talking about how he painted the countertop. He's like, I painted the countertop. She would have ripped that guy, like, whatever. Would have totally insulted him. Like, oh, you painted a... He would have, she would have been like, okay, whatever. You paint countertops. That's your job. Had it been, like, three dates ago. And she helped him build, like, a business plan in this, in this date. Like, she totally yeah. was way more open than she was with, with Trini, with the, with the podcast, you know, and him being an entrepreneur. Like... It was very, it felt very, very different, her openness in these other dates than she had been prior. So to me, and I don't know if it's because there was like really fun, uplifting background music during these dates or like, you know, I don't know what it was, but to me, she, it felt different. Um, and I, I, I think, I, I don't know if it was because, what did he say that like, that uh, he says that, Jupiter is no longer driving the bus. Oh, yeah, he says on June 19th, Venus takes the wheel. I was like, right, and Ju Lord Jupiter is no longer like, driving the bus. like, Jesus takes the wheel? What's <laughs> happening right now? Like, right. Um, but the astrologer and like talks about like, oh, like you're not really in control and like Venus takes the wheel. And she sort of is like, oh, I believe that. I believe that you don't have that much control over what happens. And I was like, I feel like, do you believe that? Like, I mean, I, I mean, I personally don't believe that, but it doesn't, it doesn't feel like she really believes that when she says it either. I mean, she says a lot of things, but like a lot of the things she says doesn't, don't ring true necessarily. Like when she says them, like where she's like, I don't mind getting rejected. Like, I do believe that you have very little control over what happens to you. <clears throat> she also says things like, Thank you very much, Seema. When she's really like, fuck you very much, Seema. That's like in that's like her being insincere, right? Like, so that is a separate thing. But like that's like the thing she's saying to like not say fuck you very much, but like that's what she, but like these are things she's telling herself, which I'm like, I don't think that's true, right? So when she's like, I don't mind being rejected, I really like myself, like I don't believe that I have control of my destiny like there are people who do believe those things I'm just not sure she's one of them right and like one of the things that you guys coach to is authenticity and and like getting to like where you know you're really showing you know you're 
you're showing your true self and you're you're showing your hands right in order to like get to what you want which is like a real partner and like she doesn't seem like she at least in these episodes she doesn't seem like she's there what it sound from what we know of her and listen it's not a lot because it's a reality show and we get bits and pieces but what we know of her is that she's been told from a very young age that it's it's what you physically accomplish that makes who you are, right? It was from when she was very young. It was like, do not embarrass me, get three degrees, not two. And she has done that and has received a lot of love and attention and, and feedback from mom as a result of it. And I know this show has been sort of controversial in the media and stuff like that. And um, there's another reality show about Indians called Family Karma that I liked very much. Um, and one of the, the people from that show did a review on Instagram. And I, I think a lot of what she says is true. And from my own personal experience, like my parents, very, I'm very happy to say, are not like that. But I grew up with Indian aunties who were like, you know, very much focused on, you know, wealth and accomplishments and pedigrees and like you know did you know I, like I remember I was dating this guy one time and I was like on the younger side it was like maybe in my early 30s or whatever and and one of the one of my in my early 30s so like 10 years removed from college right and one of my um parents friends one of my Indian aunties was like oh where did he where did he go to school? And I was like, oh, Penn. And she was like, oh, you Penn, very nice. And I was sort of like, does it matter? It's been like <laughs> 13 years since he graduated from college. Like, who cares? Right. There's uh, similarities in like, in like different cultures because I feel like there are similarities. I mean, I think that, that Jewish culture is very similar. Um, there, there's not necessarily the extended, I don't feel like there's like that extended family sense as much, um, but there's definitely the, um, the how much money you make and, and what degrees you have. Are you an attorney? Are you a doctor? And how much money are you making are like the three check, check, check boxes. And I think um, one of the things that the, 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 the woman who did the review from Family Karma said, she was like, listen, the show shows the good, the bad, and the ugly, right? Like, there's plenty to be proud of in our culture, sure. but there, as in any culture, there are things that, like, we're maybe not so proud of, right? And, right. like, you know, like, unfortunately, like, that's one of the things. So, I don't know. Right, and, like, and listen, it is what it is. It's also, like, I think it's very harsh to call that definitively good or bad. It, it was a single mother preparing her daughters to to be independent and to be able to survive and not depend on not to be dependent on somebody else. I'm talking about Aparna's mother. I mean, mm -hmm. I, get, I get that she was also saying it in like "don't make me look bad" kind of way. So there was that side of it, and that's a lot of pressure to put on children. But like, there's also the the aspect of like "don't ever." need a man to support you and, and don't ever be dependent on a relationship. There are a lot of, there are a lot of women who don't, who are in relationships and don't want to be in them anymore and financially can't get out of them. So there's, to definitively call it good or bad, I think is, is not necessarily acknowledging the complexity of 
the way that money just the way that money just the role that money just has in life um <sighs> but that just got really deep so let's bring it back. <laughs> um <laughs> so so yes, there we. I, I mean, speak. listen. I'm I'm gonna need to, you know, I'm gonna need to know how things turn out for Aparna. I mean, she's certainly like probably the most compelling character on the show for sure. Oh my god, yeah, absolutely. She's great for reality TV. She's fantastic, and I will tell you, I think the reason I'm drawn to her is because, um, she reminds me, she reminds me of like. Like, I know she's into him, but she reminds me of girls I grew up with. <laughs> like, a whole bunch of them. <laughs> like, I just feel like I know her. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Aparna, like, if you are, if you are not with somebody and you are open to coaching, like, or just chatting, like, reach out. Let's hang out. Um, <laughs> no, I do not want to hang out with Aparna. I'm not partaking in that. Well, I'm just saying, where, where Jen and I always leave it is that it takes a split second to all of a sudden to be open and to make certain start switching. We've seen, we've seen miracles happen. Like I said, I, I was a very closed off, sarcastic and, you know, closed off. No, I, mean, listen, I think we all have our defense mechanisms. Obviously, Aparna has many, right? Like she's put up a lot of walls. I think we've all done that. We've all told ourselves different stories, right? Like but what a change, what a change, Pranima. When that giant bouquet, tell me that old Aparna would not have been like, are you kidding me? Yeah, no, she would have been like, are you effing kidding me? Like, get get out of here right I'm now. sorry, you just gave me a bouquet during our date? Like, this is the, you're, this is weird. Like, she could have, like, been like, you're weird. Like, it would have been warranted. Like, we're saying it's weird. And she bit her tongue. I think, I don't know. I, there was, I think growth. That, there was definitely some growth. Yeah, so let's see what happens. Um, all right, so on to Nadia. Nadia. Nadia was the one where I texted you guys and I was like, listen, she's in Morristown. You have to hunt her down. She could definitely use your help. Yes. So uh, Nadia also, we're putting it out there into the atmosphere. Um, she's just adorable. Um, super gorgeous. Although, and I wish Jen were here, the outfit that she wore on her date with Shaker in Chicago was one of the worst things I've ever seen in my you life. You like it? I don't remember. It was the, she had like there like, mustard yeah, pants. There were like yellow, mustard yellow pants that did not do her job, because she's very, very beautiful. Right. And like, you know, as a dancer, has a great body. And like, I was like, what's happening with this outfit? I was fixated on it. I couldn't concentrate on anything else. I have to go back and look. I don't know. And Jen's not here. But I, I, I remember the mustard pants. But let's, so first we have to talk about Vinny, because now we get the, the, so last episode, the last time we were talking about Vinny, she had just met him. We were all stoked because they hate ketchup. And like Jen and I were like, oh, I, I also hate ketchup. I know, and Pernima hates ketchup too. And we're I, all like, oh my God, we are the only. And like, everyone's always like, what do you mean you hate ketchup? It's ketchup. I'm like, I don't like ketchup. It's gross. I don't like that. Please don't. I, like anytime like something like fries come and there's like a thing of ketchup on the side, I'm like, here you go to wherever I'm eating with. I'm like, here's some extra ketchup for you. Cause I don't want that anywhere near my plate. And you know, my family like will chase me around the house with ketchup and I'll like have to like lock myself in the bathroom. It's traumatizing. <laughs> like so whenever I, I don't even have ketchup in my house. So like whenever like something comes with ketchup packets, I save them so that like when someone comes over and I was like, do you have ketchup? I like literally hand them like a ketchup packet. Cause I'm like, here you go. 
I yeah, I'll have family come and like, I'll have like some expired bottle of ketchup <laughs> in my house. And they're like, how do you have expired ketchup? I'm like, cause nobody eats it. And I've traumatized my kids. Like it's a thing. So yeah, me, Jen, Pranima, Vinny. Nay and Nadia, none of us like ketchup. The five of us are the five people on the, in the universe that don't like ketchup. Um, so we were really excited about this. And what we find out is that they had been out like six or seven times and then they confirmed going out to a movie and we like yeah. see. They've been out six or seven times and you see footage of her like meeting his friend. They look like they're down the shore. Like, you know, she's met his friends. They're having a great time. His friends are like, hey, like, where do you put him? And like, you know, guys that you've dated. Like, you know, it seems like they have like kind of an easy rapport and like he's comfortable enough right to like introduce her to his friends and like stuff like that right and so then they're right like gonna meet up later we find out though that that she only goes out she's only really going out with him when it's like convenient for him like it's only when it kind of slides in with like his plans it seems to be but they're supposed to be going out to a movie he's like standing on it looks like the looks like she's standing on like the Hoboken waterfront, right? right. Like waiting for like yeah. the ferry to come in or whatever. And it's not like there, he's like, okay, the movie's at like nine and um, we're gonna go see a movie or whatever. And then like at like six says, oops, I can't go. She's like waiting for him. So like it's like 8.30 or 8.45 and then he just doesn't come. Right? He just doesn't show up at the, like, she's like at what you would think would be like at the movie and he just doesn't come. And then she calls him and texts him and he doesn't answer and he doesn't respond. And she calls Seema at like one, it's one thirty in the morning, her um, like New Jersey, New York time. And in India, it's like later. So she's calling it, it's one thirty in the morning and she says, my friends are out. She's like, I'm really, she's basically really upset. She says what happened, and Seema's like, don't think too much about it. Because she's basically like, I'm, I'm like upset about it. And Seema's like, just say something, ask him what happened. Which I, I don't disagree with, like get the answer, get, ask him what actually happens. But I feel like also in this day and age, you can't, I, I find it like, there's not many excuses for like why you can't send a text or- Right, so- I think that's the thing because then later he's like, I went to the gym and I got like dehydrated or so. I don't know. There was like, right, and I get that. Or like your phone, like I get a couple of, so these are the things that kind of came up in my head. Okay. So when I was first dating Michael, I feel like we were, we had decided to be exclusive at this point. And <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm dating someone named Michael. My Michael. Like, they <laughs> like, now that you're saying like, oh, like you're going to launch into your story, but then I'm going to launch into like my whole, like his like narcolepsy thing. But anyway, right, I, was gonna tell you. <laughs> I, was too. I like how I was like, Ooh, like, what do I do now? so I'm like, okay, wait, can we be that judgmental in the beginning? Or do you have to like, kind of feel okay. So my, my story, what I thought of was when I was first dating my Michael, I remember there was a night that we were supposed to go out and I believe he was supposed to pick me up. And I remember I was so tired and we didn't live that close to each other. So I, so you would know, I lived in, in Maywood and he lived in Madison. So what was that like? 
I think it was like 30, 40 minutes away yeah. from each other. But like, it was far enough that it was like, like I was tired. And, and he like called me and he was kind of shady about it, but he was like, uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to go out tonight. And I was like, okay. And I was like, it's fine. Cause I'm like actually really tired. And it turned out that he like was being all shady because he was at the gym and like something happened and he had fallen and his Achilles tendon had just like torn in half. And he, he wasn't really telling me. And after that, he got a little bit shitty because I think he was like, he was like laid out and he like was staying at his parents' house for a couple of days because he couldn't move, you know, like that kind of stuff. And like, I had eventually be like, listen, like, am I coming to see you? Like, even if it's at your parents, like I had to kind of step in there and be like, what the hell? Like, and then eventually I think I did, I went and visited him post-surgery at his parents' house. Um, because I was like, is this like it was one of my places where I had to like put my foot down and be honest about how I was feeling and he had to decide whether he was gonna like kind of let me in or be like no but I had to kind of let him know how I was feeling but it felt like he was putting a wall up but really he was like I'm an adult male and I'm staying with my parents right now because I'm injured and I don't know if she wants to like if I if it would be weird if she like came to my parents house when I'm you know like that kind of thing was going on so there was a circumstance that happened that if I was just like, he is broken down in forms in communicating right now, and I just cut him off because of it, then we wouldn't have moved forward, right? So there was that. So I kind of forgot about this actually when I was when I was watching this, but so as Amy knows, like when I was first like sort of dating Michael, my Michael, I, like it was first of all during COVID which still during COVID, but we were like only virtual dating. Like we were not dating in person yet. And so we would like have these like dates where we would like FaceTime and like watch episodes of TV or movie or whatever. And like, sometimes we'd be like, okay, like, like, let's like talk later, like eight or whatever. And then like, I wouldn't hear from him. So at like 8.30 or 8.45, I'd be like, are we FaceTiming or whatever? And he wouldn't respond to me until the next morning. And he'd be like, I fell asleep. And at first I'd be like, really? Like you couldn't set an alarm? Like what is wrong with this man? But it turns out he has like some sleeping issues to the point where like later when I knew him better and we had been dating for a while and even like dating, you know, we had dated in person, like, we, you know, stopped like only doing FaceTime and we were dating in person. We would be texting and I'd be like, okay, like I'm going to take the dogs out. I'll like call you in 10 minutes. And like, I would come back in from taking the dogs. I'd call him. He wouldn't pick up. And like, I would get a text message at like four in the morning. I was like, I felt sleep. And I was like, <laughs> 10 minutes, like between like our last text. And when, like, but like, that is exactly what happened. Right. And when you know, so those are all those like kind of, which is why when that, when I, so, okay, let me fill in. So in between this, watching this the first time and then watching it again, when we were going to review it, Pranima had reached out and was asking what our thoughts were on Vinay. And it felt like Pranima that you felt pretty strongly that like Nadia should have been like done with him. And when I rewatched it, that your Michael and what had happened in terms of like him falling asleep came up for me in, in like that memory came up for me in like, oh, in like a, oh, like kind of like a surprise that you felt so strongly that Nadia should have just like known and like been like, nope, 
This is a red flag and I'm out. Now it feels a little bit different when you're like, hey, let's talk on the phone as opposed to like, I am waiting outside of. Right. And I will say like, I will say like, cause I'll joke with him now. Like I'll be going to like a, like pick him up or meet him, you know, whatever. And I'll be like, okay, like I am leaving now. Please <laughs> like set an alarm. And he'll be like, ha ha, very funny. Like he has actually never fallen asleep on me when we are meeting in person. So I will give him full faith and credit for that. I do have to say that I think that um, enough times that I could say that it's it's a thing that some guys do, that there are some guys to avoid conflict um, with women, they will lie about stuff just to avoid conflict and then like deal with the fallout later. And that, when we finally get what's going on with Vinay, cause it happens again. So Vinay says that it's something that he like overheats and then she ends up like, he like apologizes and he sends her all this shit. Like he sends her like, like chocolates and, and flowers and, and cookies. It says, I'm sorry and everything. And, and honestly, like if he said he got overheated in at the gym and then sent me all that shit, I would give him another chance too. And then finally, like, he's going out with her friends for the first freaking time. And then he says, I'm on my way. And then you see, like, it gets, like, darker. Like, it's light out, and then it's, like, dark out, and he's still not there. So she's like, hey, where are you? And then he's like, oh, I'm fighting with my sister. I don't think I'm going to be able to make it. And and one of her friends was like, well, do you think he was really on his way? Right. Like. And I'm like, I don't. <laughs> like, I don't no. think. And it's something, like, I feel like she, he he says shit just to, that's what it kind of came across as. Like he just says stuff and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he was on his way and maybe he did get in fight with his sister. I don't know, but like. Definitely didn't. And he's definitely a fuck boy. Me, maybe. And I don't know. Like, I that's, like, my, that's my one. Assessment. I don't know if what I feel like is he was very willing to hang out. I don't know if he's a fuck boy, but he's very willing in, in his conveniences. So when it's with his friends, she can come and hang out and be with him and his friends. But in any place where it would be him going and being and, and extending himself in a, in a way that would be with her, he, he yeah. felt for it, except for that well, one first date. And I've totally dated that guy. So like, I sort of get it. But also, like, to me, I'm like, well, then don't sign up with a matchmaker, dude. Like, just be on Bumble then, or Tinder, or whatever. Like, don't, like... And I can get... Don't sign up with a match. Like, for me, my main question with Vinny is, like, why would you enter into this situation if you were not, like, oh, I want to be in a serious relationship? Because I think there's plenty of, like, opportunity for you to, like, have a girl that you hang out with when you want to hang out with her, and, like, but why That's would it. why would a parna when and go on dates and just insult guys the entire time she's there? Well, I think a parna is different than Vinny in that like a parna like wants to get married and have a family, but she like she's inflexible, so she wants like exactly what she wants and like is not able to like accept that people are sometimes different than what she's looking for. Whereas Vinny doesn't seem like he's that. He just seems like he's not ready to be serious. Which is, I think, fine, but then I don't know why you would, like... But I don't know. Vinny, Vinny other than to be on TV, then I don't know why you would sign up with a matchmaker. Like, well, see that. And he's probably not paying. I mean, maybe his mom's paying for it. I mean, same with, like, right? 
like um like I assume I mean just like to break the fourth wall a little like I assume that like you know they all got like some kind of incentive to be on the show right and like you know be the whatever blah 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 so like maybe you want to be on tv maybe like you know whatever like somebody a friend of a friend of a friend was like oh like you know my guy Vinny's like a good you know like whatever and he's like oh that sounds cool like i'll be on tv and i'll meet some girls or whatever but like outside of that it was just sort of like you know he's i think he was clearly not serious about getting into a long-term relationship that could potentially like end in marriage and that is what nadia was looking for Right, and I don't know, like, I know from speaking to, um, and I don't know how SEMA works, speaking to some matchmakers, um, some matchmakers have one side pays. So some matchmakers have, like, the men pay, and the women don't. And I don't know if it's that clear, but they have, like, some clients are paying, mm -hmm. and some clients are not. So I don't know if like Nadia was a paying client, you know, I don't know if Vinny was a paying client too, or if like you look for people in the same, like if you have Nadia who's in Jersey, if you're a matchmaker, you need people in Nadia's area. Who Although not, right? Because then she sets Nadia up with- She's willing to relocate Baker, to Chicago, And she right? like goes to Chicago, which I thought was interesting about this show. We're like, even the ones in India were like flying around India sometimes to see you know different matches and I was like oh that's really interesting like that you know that like she would even like think to put Aparna with somebody like Shaker right who Aparna turned out to really like um because geographically they're not necessarily well, Shaker bad. has on his bio data that he's willing to relocate which I thought was really interesting because um I always joke about that Michael and I, my Michael and I, um, you know, I was a teacher first and now as a therapist and Michael as an attorney that it's harder to relocate, right? So he has his, his law firm. So he's just like, sure, I'll relocate, which I thought was so interesting that he was so like, oh, Shaker was so okay with relocating. But I was like, well, what does that look like that you're going to relocate somewhere so easily, but you have a you have your own law firm in Chicago. Like, how are you relocating? Like, I was wondering the same thing. It was so interesting. And so, and so Nadia seemed, Nadia, I mean, as an event planner, I suppose you could start up your business somewhere. Like, that doesn't seem like, but even still you're restarting. Um, it just seemed interesting, like the, the, the willingness to move. Um, but I, I, I don't know, the ins and outs. But so then, then we have Nadia, which I love too, that it, that it was Nadia now going out with Shaker. So Nadia goes to Chicago and is on the ferry. And now you get this love. Shaker is just like so agreeable and sweet. And so is Nadia. Like they're just, it's just interesting that like when you're, when you're kind of like, I mean, listen, when you're, when you're kind of like ready to like meet somebody and just, I don't know. I know that they're also just kind of like sweet, easygoing people. And like, you, you could be ready for somebody and like not be necessarily like a super easygoing person, I guess. But they're just like so sweet. And not only that, but like Nadia's mom is super sweet too. It's just like this like super light, like I mean, event. 
I did think that that was one really interesting aspect of the whole show in its entirety is that like everyone's family is on the first date. And I, I feel like the weirdest thing. I was like, that feels like a lot. You know, like I, I think I like, have that here. I was like, ask Pernima. I was like, that her. feels like a lot. Well, I mean, and 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 Amy knows, but like for your listeners, like I've been dating this guy since like March, and I just told my parents. I was like, okay, this feels like it's gonna stick. Like we've dated dating for a while. Like L words have been exchanged. Like I should probably tell my parents at this point. You know, like four or five months in that I'm dating someone. Hi guys, it's Amy. It's time for a sponsor break. We'll be back very, very shortly. See you then. Right, and for me, when like, you were like, you're coming you were on like my- hey, how do I tell my parents? I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> like, you haven't even said anything yet? You know, like, nobody knows anything? Like, that was like... I mean, to be fair, it was part of it was like, I don't know how my parents are going to take, like, the whole you're dating someone during a pandemic, like, issue. Sure. You know, like, just concerns on that front. Like, probably if it hadn't been for that, I would have told them sooner. But if it hadn't been for that, I would have met him in person sooner, too. So, like, you know, there's sure. a whole other element... But like, yeah, like I was just sort of like, what? How come everyone's family's on their first date? And that feels like it would be supremely awkward for everyone involved. Crazy. It feels like my parents would feel uncomfortable. My date would feel uncomfortable. How can you possibly be like yourself in that situation? Like, I don't understand. I don't know. It's it's just, it's fine. But like, at least like at some point they're able to kind of go and do yeah. I mean and even the people the couples who are in India like even there I'm just like wow like the whole family's like turning up on date one that seems like a lot wow. it's a lot um I love that but but when not, when it's just Nadia's mom like I feel like that's kind of okay and I almost feel like she like makes it a little bit more of like when they're sitting there and she and Nadia's like I guess I'll have a coffee and the mom's like well I was gonna say I was gonna have a mimosa and then she's like I guess I'll have a mimosa like that was adorable and what a different kind of, and not to say like everybody needs to like go get drunk on dates, but it was kind of funny because when Jen and I were reviewing the first show, when Nadia goes on that first date with, um, I can't even oh, remember what his name is. With the, guy who, with the guy who was like, well, I don't drink. Yeah. Who, who, and, and he was like, drink, but he got like super judgy of her once she ordered the mimosa. Like he was like done with her once she ordered it. He ordered an orange juice and then like just shut down and wouldn't answer like any of her questions unless it was like with one word. Um, This was just so much lighter and, um, and I wrote here like, can you imagine flying in for a date? I thought that was crazy. And can you imagine relocating if you're an attorney? I wrote that too. and then at the end of the whole, so they're, they're really, really cute. You hated their out, their out, her outfit. You her saying. outfit. I hated her outfit. But I loved at the end of it, this is where I say, like, I just, I think she's absolutely adorable. She wrote, I think I'm, she said, I she think. Wrote, I think I'm a smitten kitten. I started <laughs> giggling. Like, how cute is she? I mean, listen, she's gorgeous. And quite frankly, like, I'm like, she like, if you watch the show, she comes on the screen and you're like. Why? Girlfriend, girlfriend, you don't need a matchmaker. Like, you are beautiful and, like, smart and, like, super nice. And it seems like you have a great family. Like, I just, my take on her is that, like, 
she could really like maybe like use a shot of confidence because like yeah that, there's that and there's the whole like like having to date someone Indian and her like you know and, and the whole thing about being Guyanese and like that that whole situation but I think if she were open to dating people who weren't Indian I think like she would be like married and having babies in like a heartbeat yeah there's something about she's a real catch being, and she's very sweet yeah. I think any guy would be like any guy any normal guy would be like oh I'm super lucky to like have someone like her in my life just her owning really getting very solid in how awesome she is yeah so whatever that means, so if somebody, yeah, the, the same thing that you're saying, whatever it means and in terms of like nobody gets to go on a date with her and say, you're not good enough because you're Guyanese, like, right. what? Like, that's right. not okay. It's not okay to then, you don't get to go, like, that's not, that's not a, you don't get to, she, she shouldn't be shying away from dates because now that's, that's a legitimate thing that people should be saying to her. Like, that's not. Which is why, like, I wonder if she weren't concentrating on dating someone Indian, because, like, I didn't know this about the community and the whole Guyanese thing, but, like, I, I, like, I believe it. Like, that seems like it could be a thing. Like, um, like, if she weren't concentrating on Indian guys, I think she would be, like, probably better off. Just, just in terms of, like, you know, who she would meet if she weren't, like, closed off to meeting, you know. Right, and she and she said that she's a chameleon anyway. So she, it's not like she fits into one particular culture anyway. So maybe just that that exploring. But listen, she might find somebody who is in that. But but if she is dating somebody who's Indian who doesn't accept her because she's Guyanese, that's a problem with him, right? And not a problem with her. But I feel like that's part of her, like, I think, again, like, that's why I think, like, she would be great with you guys, right? Because she, you could, like, just be like, listen, like. Right, that's his, his that's, own shit. Right. That's nothing to do with what her, what, right. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Nadia, you heard it from Purnima, like, come work with us. We got your back, girl. Um, but maybe it's working out with Shaker. We don't know. I didn't, I, I didn't watch past the episode six, so I'm not sure yet. I don't know, I don't know. Um, then there's Pradima. I don't have much to say. I'm really kind of bored with him. I'm not gonna I have nothing to say about him because I think he's 100%, like, just, I think he's just completely superficial, totally self-absorbed, and, like, not really re ready for anything real. Like, there's, my whole thing on him is, like, there's no there there, and, like, I just, like, there's something that his, his sister says to him, like, when he's, like, doing something and she's, like, oh, this is your first love. Like, he's, like, I don't know, lighting a hookah or something. And right. she's, like, this is your first love. And she's, like, kidding. And he laughs and he goes, I think my first love is myself. And he's, like, making a joke. But, like, I don't think he's making a joke. No, he's being honest. Yeah. But I will say, okay, there are a couple, the two things, maybe three that I will say about him is, there's one scene where he's driving super, super fast in the car, and I literally, like, was starting to have a panic attack while I was watching it. By the way, when I was watching that, I was like, when the fuck is there, like, not 
so much traffic in like Mumbai that you can drive that fast. I was like, I call bullshit on that. I don't think that's real. Well, that's why there was so much traffic. I was like, how is he not in an accident? Like he was like, like I was like, oh my God, we're going to die. I mean, that is actually how people drive in India. But there was one shot where he was like on a highway and there's like two cabs and no other cars. I was like, I call bullshit on that. That (laughs) That is like stock footage from like a movie. So I was like driving past the farm, having a, a panic attack. Then when he finally agrees to go out with somebody, she sets him up with the most boring woman ever. Like this woman was, she was like, I don't like to do anything. And I was like, oh my God, seriously, Sima? Yeah, no, that was weird. But like, also she was from like, I don't know, a small town somewhere. I know, but it's like he, he finally agreed to go out with and someone like, and this is who you set him up like, with. And he kept being like, you're from where now? What do you do there? And I was like, it, like what I wrote down, I was, I was like, he feels like the kind of New Yorker who definitely would not date a girl from like any of the other boroughs, let alone the suburbs, right? Like, right, all, right, right. You know, I've, like all, any of us who are like from New Jersey or Long we Island. We talked about this when you whatever. were dating some guy from New York and you're like, if he doesn't come out to Jersey, then like it's done. Like, well, yeah. yeah. And I was like, actually pleasantly surprised by like a couple of them who like actually like came out to Jersey because I was like, wow, I really didn't think he was gonna, you know, like they're just like not, there's no like, Yeah, like situations that are you know but he was like i like um going to the movies listening to music going to concerts and she's like so basically nothing that i like and he's like and he was like i'd like to travel and she's she's like like, so everything i don't like and he and so it was like what do you like like sitting still staring at a wall with paint drying like what (laughs) well she liked to do the she liked to do the painting and he was like cool he was like oh you're creative like that's you know, cool, because he's a jewelry designer. But no, I don't have a lot to say about him because I think he's like pretty boring. The other thing uh, I was, the only thing I have to say, the one more thing I do have to say is that he went to a life coach and he said that he found that it was a very profound experience. And I will say, props to the life coach because I will say that there there is movement to be made. He he really there was very little, if any self-reflection it seemed like there was being made in him at all and like finally he was there was like like a little like well and it was interesting because one of the questions he asked her and I thought this was like actually pretty cool of him is he was like hey what are women looking for right which I thought was actually like you know not about him he was like right what are women looking for in a man and then he expressed surprise when she was like well you know they want someone they're attracted to he was like really I'm like (laughs) like why is that a surprise like but enough about me what do you what do you want in me um but something that i thought the life coach said that was interesting was she points out that um girls or women that she meets are worried in this day and age about losing themselves and like things that they've worked for which i think is an issue in modern dating especially like in india that like maybe wasn't an issue in the past right so like when my parents were young and quote unquote of marriageable age like my mom was a bit of an outlier right my mother's a physician and so you know like she obviously was like well like you know i didn't go to med school to become a housewife like that's you know wasn't like the reason that i put myself through all of that and so you know when she and my dad were getting married like I was telling Amy this before like their marriage actually came about in not through a matchmaker necessarily it was like through like 
family friends or whatever, but like my dad's mother was like, oh, we don't have any doctors in the family. We need to acquire one by marriage. So my mom fit the bill. Um, so that was actually like an advantage for her, but I think in her era, like that was less important, right? Like their career aspirations and like the sort of life they built into med like my mom like went to med school had a medical degree but she like lived with her parents like she hadn't like built her own life and i think now matt the thing that matchmakers in india are facing is that they are seeing women who are like building careers you know and are in their late 20s early 30s before they come to them and like you know have those like hey i want to marry someone but i don't want to like you know just be serving dinner and having babies. Like I have, like I'm a chartered accountant or I'm like, I have an MBA and I, or have my own business. And I, these are things I don't want to lose. Right. You get that actually in the beginning of the third episode, now that they're doing like the, when Harry met Sally beginnings with the couples and Which like, I love. Oh, I, man, I love it. When they started doing that, I was like, yes, I want more of this. And they, they have the guy who doesn't speak. She's like, the one thing that I think is annoying is that he doesn't speak at all. And he says nothing. He says, he stopped talking and he like, I think this guy has literally stopped talking. Like I, I like, he literally doesn't speak at all. But she said, she said that they, she tells all of her family or whatever the the girls in her family like, like get your careers and your lives settled first, and then worry about, you know. Yes, she says like. that that's what she would tell like her grandchildren. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um. Okay, so now we are going to talk about Vyasar. Everyone's favorite. The author. I, I love him. Like, like basically everyone I know who's watched the show who's like single is like, I will move to Austin and date Beyoncer. Like they like Beyoncer is gonna be just fine. He's gonna be getting all kinds of Twitter proposals if he hasn't already. I think, I think Nadia should too, right? Like I feel like Nadia and Beyonce. Yeah, yeah, yes, but I feel like just because of the nature of things, like Nadia is gonna get a lot more like creepy DMs, probably right, gonna get, like dick pics, and right. and Vyasar is gonna get like real genuine like. Vyasar is gonna get like you know a, a like a beautiful like nurse who's a single mom who's like I would love to meet you. You know what I mean? Like such a good guy, and I love it because he is my husband. It makes me like appreciative. I really should. Have, I should have my my husband watch it and be like you should know that all of America's swooning over this guy because he would be like, really? Because he's Yeah, no, I, I say he's Indian Seth Rogen because I think he sounds exactly like Seth Rogen. Um, so he, was actually, I, he was actually on a podcast. I'll have to send you the link where he talks about like his experience on the show. So. That's amazing. Oh my God, I want to listen. So he's, he's a guidance counselor. Now, first of all, his students absolutely adore him. Secondly, having a guidance counselor as a husband is amazing because they're fantastic listeners like that is essentially their job and like being able to like connect with people right and to be able to be heard like that's the the essential job of a guidance counselor so he, um I want to give a shout out to one of his students who I was like I love this kid he is great so he's like this blonde high school kid yes! who's like <laughs> who's like I know that he's single because he talked about going to Avengers Endgame by himself. And they're like, all like, oh! All the kids are like, oh! And the, ki and the kid who says like, no, no, don't aw. Oh. He's like, going to see a movie alone is self-empowerment. And I was yes. like, go kid, you're gonna be, you're gonna be all right. You're gonna be just fine in life. I love him, I love, yes. I was, I was right like, to have you. that kind of self-awareness at like 16, 17, like you're gonna be fine. Yes, welcome to this generation. <laughs> Um, 
So we get his criteria. He wants a woman who we can talk to every day about what kind of life they want to build together. I have to be honest, that sounds exhausting. It does. So what kind of life do you like, want to build every day? Like, that seems like a lot, it's one, of those, it's one of those bullshit answers when you're like, this is a really hard fucking question, so I don't know. What's a good answer for you? You know, it's like one of those answers where it's like, I don't, I don't know. But, it, but basically, like... Like, if someone told me that on a first date, I'd be like, we out. Like, this is not... I feel like he was put on the spot, and, like, that was the, the thing that came out of his mouth. But he wants... It, then the next thing, they, they, they actually... That's what he said, but they put it down... He, he's, they, what they put down on the bullet point was actually, like, a good communicator. Yeah. Good communicator. Yeah. Um, be adventurous was the next thing. And appreciation for Indian culture, but he admits that he doesn't really know if he knows what that means either <laughs> with you yes or i don't either um he comes other than i really like our food i'm sometimes a little confused about it he's right he's not sure and like um i love okay so his parents are, his his parents are divorced so his his family's adorable his grandfather is oh like, my god i want to i want to bottle him up and like carry him around with me although they keep a lot of like the grand, not a lot. There were there were two. So like, let me not overgeneralize. But there were two that keep. He says it too that they that she had. He says that the grandfather says the wife has to be accommodating. And there was another. It was in the one first or second episode where where one of the grandparents kept saying that the wife has to be flexible. And I was like, is that some like is that sexual? Like she has to be flexible, but they meant like she has to be accommodating also. And I was like. That, I don't, like, I, and, and, and Simo was very, like, understanding that he's, of course, of course, of course, but I'm like, that just, like, I, and he was adorable, and that rubbed me the wrong way. Like, accommodating, what do you mean by accommodating, like, understanding, like, I, that felt very, like. Yeah, I mean, I will say that, like, you know, if his grandpa's anything, like, my grandpa, I mean, I have one grandparent left, but, like, his grandfather's, like, maybe, like, in his 80s and like for that generation of like an Indian male I think it would be like I don't I'm gonna give him a pass on that one like I would give him a pass too but I'm just saying that and I don't think the Yasser necessarily feels that way so that's good but what I think Sima says that she gets like right on the head that I don't even think the Yasser gets is that he he's so loving and caring and understand he's just such a special person however she has to he she says that that whoever whoever is going to really match with him is going to really have to really accept him for who he is because he's not going to like go and make a billion dollars tomorrow He's, he's wearing, like, sandals on their first date out. Like, there are a couple of things, like, he's not he's as... The way he addresses on that podcast. because He does? Okay. Because I, I wrote it, I was like, oh! The host of the podcast is like, dude, you wore sandals? He was like, uh! He's like, production was there, and then they were like, okay, hurry up, we're going! And he's like, you know, it was like, it was like... Oh, but there's some, like, there are some things that, like... And this is also where, like... I'm like, should I out my husband? But like, there are a couple things about like my husband too. Like there are certain things like he just, he is who he, there's like a, like that geeky side to him where he just is who he is. And like, it's, it's either, it's endearing and, and 
it is who he is. And like, so, you're just not going to change that about him. I reveal it or you're going to be turned off by it. I reveal this to people pretty early on when I'm dating them. And I, I reveal this to Michael and he's like, okay, well, I guess that's you. But like, I watch a lot of terrible Bravo shows. And I'm like, yeah. that's the thing. and I'm like, I'm not giving up the housewives for you, dude. Like, I'm not going to make you watch them with me. But like, your girlfriend watches like, the Real Housewives of New York on Thursdays, like that's a thing. So, so I got, so I got it, Pernima. I got to tell the story. So Pernima knows the story because, like I said, Pernima is really like a former client because Pernima has since graduated into this amazing, and now she's our friend. But um, but we we talk about like there are these points in your relationship where you're like, mm, do I want to move forward? Do I not want to move forward? So. So I'm going to reveal something about my husband that is, is so Vyasar. Um, and just because he, cause so basically they're scanning across his, his apartment and he's like cleaning up the apartment like voraciously. And he's like, cause she's coming to his apartment when his whole family's going to be there. And like, you see like all his like comic books and stuff. And he's like, I'm wondering like, what if, what if she doesn't like Hellboy? And I'm like, and basically my comment is like, if she, what if she hates Hellboy? And I'm like, she she might, she might. Not, she, right. she might, she might, she might, or she might have zero opinion about Hellboy. <laughs> like that, that's she probably may never have, she may never have heard of Hellboy. Right. That's probably more likely what's happened. So when I, like I said before, when I first was exclusive, um, with Michael, when I, we were first like exclusive, Michael shortly thereafter ripped his Achilles tendon. So he basically was immobile and that, moved our relationship forward um pretty existentially like existentially pretty exponentially so we were like all of a sudden like this old like married couple because he couldn't drive or like walk and um oh and old married couple so his dad is a is a retired podiatrist so he had like all these like like nifty um medical supplies so um michael you know and like i said michael very much being like himself and not very like He's not flashy, so he had a walker because <laughs> it was just easier than crutches, right? He had a walker, and like one day he was like, "Hey, Amy," and he's like I said, very much like the are super into comic books. Oh my god, he'll kill me if he if he hears me tell you guys this over a podcast. I've heard no one, movie, so. no one tell him that I'm telling. <laughs> him. So he takes me to I take him to a comic book store, and I'm walking with my like now exclusive but still fairly new boyfriend through the aisles of a comic book store and he's in this walker and I get this flash of like our life together like and that we're like 80 years old and we're walking through these aisles of a comic book store and I start to have a panic attack in the aisles of this comic book store and I'm like I have to go and I like drive him home and I like go home and I have this moment of like do you want Amy this to be your life and I have to sit and think like do I want this to be my life? And I was like, I had to have this moment where I was like, well, he's not going to like gamble my savings away. He's not going to like come home drunk at night and be like pissed off and hung over the next day and not be able to like, take, he didn't have any of those habits. The only thing he did was like, he liked to like, had some like, he liked to read comics and he liked like superheroes and stuff. And I decided to move forward with it. And here we are, we're coming on, I think we're almost at our 15 year. It's 15 years in December. So that fateful day, guys, 
When I tell you I'm married to Vyasar, I am. So apparently America has spoken and they're, they're jealous. <laughs> yeah, no, I think, uh, I think Vyasar is going to do pretty well after all of this. If he doesn't, I mean, if he doesn't end up with, with, um, with anybody that, uh, that Seema sets him up with. So Seema sets him up with someone from North Carolina, which again, I'm like, well, he lives in Austin. Um, so and his start- date brings that up. His date brings it up. She's like, well, like, how, where do you see this going? And, you know, and he's like, very sweet. He's like, I, you know, he's like, I definitely want to see you again, which I thought, you know, I appreciated, right? Because like, you don't always get like that straightforward an answer from a guy when you're dating, so. What was the answer? He said he wanted to see her again. I know. He said, I definitely want to see you again. And that's kind of where they ended it. I will say that I didn't feel, I mean, on any of these dates, did you feel any chemistry? No. And I don't know if that's because there are cameras there. What's your family? Because the grandma. Yeah, it was the whole family thing. But like, I also think like, you know, it's interesting because like, if you, if you listen to this podcast that he was on, he will tell you that like the ice cream portion of the date was not planned. Like he said that he was having such a good time with her on like their date. He was like, hey do you want to grab some ice cream oh. and like was like kind of planning to steal away from her. And then production was like, what we're coming with you. We're oh. like, they all these people over time and like closed off a street in Austin. And like they, you know, they went on the ice cream date and that's the only reason, you know, we as viewers got to go on this ice cream date with them. Um, so, I mean, there must, they must have been vibing, right? Because like, you know, he right, wanted to like, kind of continue the, the date. I, um, yeah, I didn't, but I think it's hard to tell too. And I think it's also really hard to tell on a first date. Cause I just think that there are a lot of times that you go on a first date and there isn't necessarily chemistry like right away. Right. And there like, actually might not be. I just thought it's interesting that like, even like, even when, um, yeah, I guess it, it goes to show us what we expect because of what Hollywood kind of shows us. Like when you're usually watching a show like you get that like meet cute and there's something like right off the bat so when you're watching, there's like a spark or whatever and like, right yeah. so even when you're seeing nadia and she's like i'm a smitten kitten you're like you are because i didn't really see it you know like there was like some good conversation maybe of like or like he didn't seem off-putting but like you right, know, like he wasn't a total jerk ergo right exactly like I didn't, right, and that's, and that's how we coach, too. It's like, do you not want to go on a next date with him? Which is also what Jen and I were talking about. Like, it's, it's interesting because in the matchmaking sense, you're only going out with one person at a time. So you, it's not like when we're oh, like, yeah. oh, just keep going out, keep going out. I really wanted to get your thoughts on that because obviously your coaching, right, is the opposite, which is that, like, you should, like, be dating, like, multiple people until you're, like, no, no, I really want to, you know. I still feel solidly in that philosophy. Well, I've dated both ways, and I will tell you, your way worked out way better for me, so. I, I feel solid, well, I feel solid, I mean, I've dated both ways, too. The reason I, I switched over to the way that we coach is because I was, I had made a very um, conscious decision to stop putting all eggs in one basket because I was just, I was going through what Nadia was going through. Where Right, well, I was going to say, like, not to go back to Nadia, but I think she would have been less crushed about Benet, right? Like, 
if like when Seema first goes to her house and is like, I have these three, but you have to pick one. It's like in, instead she had set her up on dates with all three, mm-hmm. right? Like who, like it may have been yep. like, a, like a, you know, a different and maybe potentially more positive experience, right? Like, right, and Seema just has a different perspective. So Seema's perspective is that she can't, you can't well, focus and really know if you're if you're you have too many in front of you, which I just disagree with. I think that that's part of it, and I think part of it is cultural, right? Like it's a more like Indians are a more conservative culture, right? Yeah, and, and like I think also you know, it's a misunderstanding. Like I I and and I am not against um anybody that we coach that is out and and sleeps with with multiple people, I didn't. I went on a lot of, I mean, everyone is different. So it's not, it's not consigning one or more. I never, and it's just because I never got to that stage with multiple people at one time. It's not to say that I couldn't have, I just didn't. So it, it's a misunderstanding to think that if you're gonna date multiple people, that means that you need to be, mean that means that you are definitely deciding that you have to be having sex but honestly if you're dating one person you don't have to sleep with them like you have to just do whatever feels good for you so exactly you you don't have to be it's 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 a misunderstanding what it means it just me you know when we say like date multiple people at one time we're not we're we're saying just you're just not making a decision until you know that it's the right decision for you because what it does is it stops what what we saw on the couch with uh in the interview with Nadia when when she gets stood up for a second time by Vinay and she's just like why does this keep happening to me like that kind of that kind of disappointment and like here I'm starting over again you know it 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 stops that from happening, you know, and having to kind of like pick up the pieces. The, the point where, I mean, I was with, I started dating this guy and I got like my hopes all up and I was, and he was awesome and he checked all these boxes and he was great. And I, and I really, really liked him. And then he like disappeared and I was just like, I'm not going to do this again. Like I just made a decision that, that the issue wasn't him. It was like that I was just getting too excited and wrapped up in somebody like way too early on. And there were so many reasons that I was doing that and that's what needed to change. So it's a different, I'm not knocking on like, everyone has a different way of doing things. So like Sim, for many people, it appears that what Sima does works, but that's why Jen and I have talked a lot about like, can we work with a matchmaker? And um, we could work with, people who are working with a matchmaker but not if they're only working with a matchmaker probably because we want somebody who's open to having a flow coming in and if they're only getting one person at a time or very few people then I feel like there would be that scarcity there. Do you find that some of your clients sometimes like maybe aren't comfortable with like like a real free flow through the funnel and it is just like one or two at a time? Um, I feel like that is apprehension prior to going Actually, I think that that's like a, I think that's old tapes. Like, like I can only love one person. Yes, you can only love one person at a time. No one's telling you to love more than one person. 
just telling you to meet more than one person. <laughs> right, exactly. And we don't want you to be giving your heart to more than one person at a time. That's the whole point. Like, don't give your heart to them yet, right? That's the whole point of this. Like, you're giving your heart too quickly. So we want to temper that in the beginning. So it's, it's a misunderstanding. When I, usually when we get the pushback, it's because some, there's a miscommunication. Um, and usually if, if there's the slowing down in that flow, it's because somebody's jumping in and, and kind of getting invested sooner than they, I don't want to say, I hate using the word should, but like maybe before they have enough information. Mm -hmm. Or they just have like a really busy life. Like, you know, that there were times when you like slowed down in like the flow because you just had a lot of stuff going on. So there's that. But yes. yeah. I'm like a Parna. I'm too busy to, what is, I think that's what, um, I'm too busy for this shit. I'm too busy for this. <laughs> I can't go and get myself ready and show up for stuff. I would love, I mean, if a Parna still like, I would love to do like some virtual dates with her now. Although she's in, like, are they closed there? Yeah, they're closed there now, right? I think they're, like, reclosing things in Texas now, yes. Right, so virtual date. We can show you how to do it. Very easy. I mean, but, like, I feel like for Aparna to, like, like the when Michael and I were, like, virtually dating, we were like, oh, we're going to pick a show and, like, watch a show, right? So we watched, like, High Fidelity. We watched a couple movies. Like, I feel like Aparna would be like, oh, he picked the worst show. <laughs> she, but she did it with the guy with the countertop. <laughs> and spoiler alert she then goes to like goat yoga with him next week oh my god her face during goat yoga was like the best and they, they all the goats all the goats love her like they totally. won't leave her alone it's like they will not leave her alone put, like bacon in her pocket like why it was like you couldn't have planned it better i bet they must have like sprinkled her with something it was unbelievable anyway I was like, of all people to take to goat, like to set up on a goat yoga date, like really? It was amazing. They must have all, the producers must have sat and been like, okay, what is the best date we could put a partner on? Okay, let's think. Let's, okay, let's, how can we mess with her? Let's take a giant bouquet. I bet that guy didn't even send it on the date. I bet they just sort of like, what could we do to mess with her? <laughs> That's so funny. How about goat yoga? I bet they were all sitting like drinking one night and they were like, oh, wait, how about goat yoga? And they were like, no, oh my God, that's amazing. And they did it. Just telling you. I don't know. Um, I, told my, well, like, it was funny because I told my parents um, to watch it and they were joking around. They were like, listen, like you weren't dating someone. We were thinking about calling her and asking her to set up like you or your sister. And we were like, okay. That's amazing. Next season. Gosh. Listen, I, I get to meet your sister before she goes on that. What's that? I get dibs on your sister. Before. You get dibs on Priya, yes. All right, guys. Thank you for hanging out with us. Pranima, thank you for hanging out with us. Um, and fun. I mean, honestly, like, I can't, like, I, I can't wait for you to finish it. I'm, I've am been, I, like, sitting on my hands. So, like, like I, have so, I have so much that I want to talk to you about. <laughs> like, well, if you will come back, we can do, like, more of this. So we can and listen, story. I mean... I mean, it's not a spoiler alert, but I, like, really want to dig into, like, Akshay. Okay. I'm in it. Mm -hmm. Let's do it. And I have a lot of thoughts about Ankita as well. So. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, well, Akshay, 
Yeah. Okay. Because Akshay comes in the next couple. Okay. Yeah. He comes in the next couple of episodes. Because I got up to six. Yeah. I had a couple of thoughts. And there's about only eight. You're only, you only have two more episodes. And the last episode's kind of short. So if you're available, let's do the next, let's do the next, let's do the series together. Sure. Nima's coming back, guys. We're going to do the series together. I'll even share my parents' thoughts. Oh, yes. Yeah. My, my parents are basically like, listen, this isn't like, you know, they were like, this isn't our experience. We were like a true arranged marriage. They're like, you know, it's matchmakers, like, you know. Right. Or a marriage. Right. <laughs> like, the, they're like, ha- I mean, they're like, basically like, this isn't that different than a dating app. Right, like they're like it's just it really it's it. not, except it's a person, right? And that's what I'm saying. It's it's like it's like Patty from Millionaire Matchmaker. Yeah, it's just a really. human instead of an algorithm. It's probably much more expensive in that you can do a dating app for free, but you know, I mean, right? And that it's somebody who like is like schmoozing with the family. Is there the interesting thing that? about matchmaking, especially like because you know, like art, like you know, you think about, like, millionaire matchmaker and stuff, and, like, to me, you always think of, like, matchmaking in the Western sense as, like, like, elite, right? Where, like, people who are very rich are, like, we want to meet other people who are very rich, or, like, a very rich, like, person is, like, we want to meet someone, like, you know, who would otherwise, like, who we otherwise wouldn't meet, like, you know, a model or, like, whatever, and, like, this is more, like, oh, like, matchmaking with, like, closer to regular people, right? Like, Although the people yes. in India are very rich. Like, the people who are using her in India are clearly, like, one percenters. Like, as opposed to the people in the U.S. who are, yeah. you know, like, a high school guidance counselor. And, like, you know, I, I'm sure Aparna does very well. But, like, you know. Right. She's not, not like, she's not, like, a, you know, yes. an heir to a fortune or anything. Like, Yeah. When, when I think of, like, a matchmaker out here, I think of, like, a, a millionaire or whatever, a one percenter who then wants like a model. Like a trophy wife, right, exactly. exactly. And it's like, oh, like, you know, and like, you know. Which is another act. reason that like Jen and I were like, no, that's not exactly what we do. Right. All right, guys, have a lovely day. We'll see you next time. Oh, we, we decided our sign off right now, Pranima, is ovaries before broveries. Oh, goodness. <laughs> it's a work in progress. <laughs> prepared for that <laughs> that's what we came up with last week i don't know it's still a work in progress if you have a better one we'll figure it out oh my goodness all right and with that we bid you adieu thank you for listening to successful single and not willing to settle the podcast can't get enough of us follow us on instagram at successful single female Check out our website at www.successfulsinglefemale.com or check us out on YouTube at Successful Single and Not Willing to Settle. Have a wonderful day and don't forget to not settle.